I'll tell you the difference between Christianity and every other religion. Christianity is Christ's finished work on the cross. I've sinned. I've broken all of God's commandments. I can't do anything to get into heaven. Yet God in Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for my sins. And I trust in him. I don't trust in anything else because if I stand before God on judgment day, I will be guilty. I will be guilty. But because Christ lived a perfect life and stood in my place, I can trust him and I could get into heaven. On today's episode, we'll be continuing the conversation between Tarek, a spiritual coach, and Ashley, a Christian. This episode will pick up with their responses to statements we have selected for this discussion. This podcast is created by Anchored North, and our mission is to make captivating, honest, and shareable videos that explore mankind's greatest need, redemption through Jesus. On today's episode, we will be moderating a discussion between Tarek, a spiritual coach, and Ashley, a Christian. The purpose of this discourse is not to establish middle ground between both conversationalists, but to explore what is true. As Christians, we believe that the Word of God is inspired, inerrant, and authoritative. We believe that Jesus died for our sins and rose again. We believe that the Holy Spirit transforms lives, and we believe that God's way is genuinely the best way. We also recognize that there are many viewpoints out there, and today we're discussing differing positions on spirituality. Our guests today, Tarek and Ashley, have kindly accepted our invitation to voice their perspectives. Although our organization believes what the Bible teaches regarding spirituality, we gratefully commend both of them for choosing to have this discussion. In a time where people like to group with their tribes and demonize other viewpoints, we can only celebrate their decision to speak to one another in a loving and personal way. The narratives of both conversationalists will be represented in an equal and authentic manner, and listeners will greatly benefit from hearing both of their stories and perspectives. With that said, let's get started. All right, Tark and Ashley, we're going to continue getting your responses to the statements. Let's dive right in. God is someone we can have a personal relationship with. Definitely. I think we'll both agree on this, but now... We have to define the terms, right? Who is God? Because there's many false gods and you may think that we can have a relationship with it, but there's really nothing there. It has to be with the one true God. You know, God in his word speaks of not having idols because we are made to worship, yet we make up false gods. We make up false statues or anything can become an idol in our life and God commands us to not have idols, but to seek the one true God. You know, we can make up in our own minds a God that suits our desires and our feelings so we're not morally accountable to God, but we still need to find who the one true God is. And biblically, you can't have a relationship with God unless you repent and trust alone in Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible speaks all about. And that's what I experienced as I shared in my own story. Like I was connecting with so many different false gods or in Hinduism. And yet when I placed my trust alone in Jesus Christ, everything radically changed. And it's not like there's no foundation for this as well, which is also so amazing. You see that there's actual historical evidence of Jesus and his resurrection. And that's 
another blessing. Like knowing I'm not just stepping into this with only faith, although it is faith. We have to have faith in God. We can't see God, obviously, but there's truth for Jesus. And I have some scriptures like in Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that's what I did. And that's what I see you doing, Tarek. You're wanting to seek God. You're wanting to seek no matter what. And that's what I did. I wanted to seek and seek and seek no matter what. I didn't really care the loss in my life, what was going to happen. I just knew that I needed to be connected to God. And in John 14, 6, that's where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So that's preaching exclusivity. And this is hard, right? Jesus is commanding we follow him and that he alone is the way to the Father. So like I said, without repenting and turning to Jesus, we can't have a relationship with him. It's clear in God's word. Yeah, that's, that's it. Thanks for sharing. I have people in my community that are Buddhists, that are Hindu, Hare Krishnas, Christians, Muslims, atheists. And I do believe the New Age movement wants to kind of pull all these religions together and maybe not include Jesus for some reason. And yeah, just looking at a lot of like uh, the Simpsons, the one character that is a Christian is like made to look like a goof. And then um, there's a lot of subliminals in Hollywood, Hollywood, where there's a reason, right? Why are they so threatened by Jesus? But then at the same token, I when I hear things that feel non-inclusive, like a part of me is just so... Like, I believe every creature, not just humans, but like every being on our planet and even in all planets have the right to connect to a higher being. Because I'm constantly asking, like, how do I know you to be true? What What is the truth about what we call God? And maybe maybe that's why when we, were, we used to do a lot of drugs, we were trying to experience it. And maybe it's I remember doing those drug trips like ayahuasca and magic mushrooms. And I'm like, no, I get it. I feel it. And then when someone asks me to explain it, I'm like, uh, uh, there's no words, you know? So I think maybe there's something to not knowing how to describe it. And it's beyond words can't do justice to what God is, maybe. And then sometimes I wonder if this concept of infinite consciousness, like, there's nothing that isn't God. Everything is of God. And we're like fish in this huge ocean going around wondering what God is. But meanwhile, it's in everything. It's in our word. It's in our movements. It's in our the bubbles. And it's in all the beings. And we're kind of divided on that topic, unfortunately. But meanwhile, this infinite consciousness, infinite love, now it's sounding very new agey, but it's in everything and everyone. And it, I believe it, it's there for all of us if we connect with it and commune with it and receive from it. Why should a dog not have that connection and protection? And like we're talking about intuition, what if a dog was going to go somewhere and get killed, but then this beautiful divine energy 
kind of connects to it and says, careful, just putting it out there. Uh, that's so great. I, I love talking with you because, again, you have such a humble demeanor. Even when you are saying something that you're not sure of, you'll say maybe. And uh, that's just that's encouraging to me. Like, I need to be yeah. more humble like you. And thanks. what's cool about God, so many things, but God is so gracious. He's a gracious God. He gives common grace to his creations. God has created all of us. You're made in the image of God. He loves and takes care of his creation. And unfortunately, the fall happened. And fall is when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They sinned against God. And now the whole nature and everything is corrupted. That's why there's death. That's why there's decay. It wasn't supposed to happen, but sin entered the world. And yet God is still gracious every single day. So while there's many ideologies out there saying God is everything, which would be like pantheism, God is in everything. God definitely says that's not the case in his word. Um, I wish I had the scripture right now, but it's in Romans where he says that they worshiped the creation rather than the creator. And this is what I did when I was a hippie. Like, I was like, oh, nature's God, nature's this and that. It's because our minds are so limited. So, yeah, you have that right. Like, we don't know everything we can know about God. God is eternal. God is infinite. There's no way that a finite mind can understand the glory of God. But God gave us his word. God gave us the Bible so we can know him. And I've sat on my bed sometimes just crying and looking at the Bible because God has opened my eyes to realize the Bible's God's word. That's why you see so many people that hate Jesus without knowing him. People saying or taking God's name in vain, OMG, you don't use any other person's name, right? It's only God that you'll use in vain. It's because this world is fallen and Satan hates God. Satan hates us. Satan wants our souls. He wants to deceive us. He wants to keep us away from Jesus Christ. He wants to blind us. That's why there's so many other religions. And that's why you see this one world order coming together where it's all love, it's all acceptance, it's all inclusive. And yet Jesus is on or on the back end, right? And he said, no, I am the way. I'm the truth. I am the life. You can't get to God without me. But Satan, this is his plan. Satan wants to deceive us. Satan wants to lead us astray from God. And that's what he's doing. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it's crazy. The scripture says, in their case, talking about the world, the God of this world, Satan, little g, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they won't see the glory of God and the gospel of Jesus. That's not me. That's God's word literally speaking of what's true. So to end with that, I want to know if your heart your heart on this. Let's say if God were to come to you, right? 
and tell you that Jesus alone is the way, you have to give up everything and follow Jesus. Would you? I, that doesn't resonate with me like God saying this is the one way. I feel like I can be with shamans in Peru and they're connecting to the divine their way. And I'm like, I feel the capital G's God's presence. I could be with Hare Krishna's not believe what they believe, but in the singing, I'm like, I feel that same presence. So in me, the common commonality uh, is in all these experiences, it's the same connection I've had as a kid before all of these different ideologies and differences. It was God's like, I was there with you when you were a kid as a Muslim. I'm there with you when you didn't believe in me anymore. I was there. I'm there with you when you're now when you were into your new age phase. I'm still I'm always there with you. I believe in an unconditional God that's there with me and with all of us if we choose it, whether we call it whatever we call it. But you're right. I also believe there are false gods and we need to be careful because the false gods are lower G's and those lower G's have egos and you know they could deceive us and let's say I call, I call it source the source the ultimate source there's I don't mess with anything in between I go straight to the source I don't deal with subordinates is a rhyme in one of my songs so I feel the tricky thing is we're getting stuck on words like in general as humanity it's like hey my way your way and God's like I'm with both of you I'm with all of you so I think that's the tricky part that maybe people who are like, oh, Christianity, it's like you have to do it our way or what you're doing is wrong. And I think that pushes people away. Meanwhile, I'm like, I love it when I'm working with people and they say Jesus is there and Mother Mary's there. And I love talking to my Christian brothers and sisters, and I love talking to my Jewish brothers and sisters, and I love talking to my Muslim brothers and sisters, and all religions. I love talking to them, and they're all my brothers and sisters. And I personally just don't force them to see things my way, and they don't tell me I'm wrong, and I need to do it their way. I think that's causing a lot of division. Yeah, if God came down and told me I had to follow someone, I would question that thought. God never told me to do anything. He always invited me to to question and he would suggest maybe. When I was like, I don't believe in you, God wasn't like, you got to believe in me. He was like, okay, <laughs> you don't believe in me. I fully respect your free will. And that's when I had those demonic entities in my room. And then when I was like, Okay, God, I'm back to being a believer now. <laughs> Definitely. You could you could be like, God, I'm walking away from you. I don't want anything to do with you. He's not going to stop you. And also what you said that you would question God, that originated in the garden. You know, he, God told us that, or not told us, but he told like Adam and Eve, right? They're to only eat of one tree. And yet Satan he questioned God. And that's what we do, which is originating from Satan, who's an evil spirit. He started questioning God and doubting him. And he goes, did God really say that to Eve? And what happened? 
She yeah. believed that. Little trickster. Yeah. She doubted God. She saw that, okay, maybe there is a different way. And yeah, we need to look to God. Like if God came to you, I would pray like you would see that. Like, okay, this is God. I need to trust whatever he says and not doubt it. Like that's what he wants from us. That's having a childlike faith, really. Everyone can control their own destiny. It's a good one. I'm just going to speak and trust truth comes out. Yeah, I feel like at one point in my life, I was, my whole life was on pause. It's almost like till I forgave. I had these burdens and this anger and resentment and unforgiveness that just like clogged everything within me. And it's like, we're not going to move forward till this is resolved. So till 25 is when I forgave those who I felt wronged me. And that's when this whole path opened up. And it was through prayer and God, source, universe, show me what's my purpose. I'm getting fired from all these jobs and I'm lost, I'm confused, but I feel I have something to offer despite what school told me and dropping out of college and getting fired from every job. And I had to ask that. I had to ask for it, ask and it is given, right? So I had to ask for it. And then one synchronicity led to another, led to another that led me to starting my practice. And I always knew I wanted to help people. I just didn't know how. And it started with hypnotherapy, helping people who had smoking addictions or fears and phobias. But then we took it to like things like connecting to the divine, like really experiencing it with that mind switched off that doesn't believe until it touches things and guides and angels and but yeah it was healing helping us heal our wounds but i feel if i don't set the intent like if i don't wake up in the morning and do my prayers and set my intentions and say you know use me as an instrument of your will how can i make a bigger difference in my life and in the world if i don't ask for that i'll have just a boring, dull day. And if I work, like co-create with a divine, then I kind of create a destiny. But I felt with, with healing, I didn't choose it. I felt like it chose me. So it's this, am I choosing it? Is, is it written? I always debate those things. Are there many realities where in each reality there's different paths I might have taken? Like, without forgiving, I would have been just this angry person. What do you think, Ashley? Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that, too. For example, if if I didn't forgive someone, right, I would harbor that unforgiveness in my spirit, and my destiny would be feeling absolutely horrible, and just not having that clear conscience and having like a debilitating kind of spirit each day. And in a way that is my destiny, right? I chose that and that is played out the next days or years, however long that I harbor unforgiveness and even little things like I could choose to walk out of this room right now, that'd be choosing my destiny. <laughs> Don't do it, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, yeah, we can control that aspect. We do have the choice. We do have free will. 
we can choose what we do in this life. And also, like God's word says, the man who meditates on God's word day and night will prosper in all that he does. So I choose not to meditate upon the word of God. I'm not going to prosper in everything that I do. So there's another part of me controlling my destiny in a bad way. Yet, if I am to meditate on God's word, as he says, I'll prosper in everything that I do because I'm getting God's mind and what he wants for my life and I'm conforming my mind to his word so I can live it out. Therefore, my destiny is living a godly life versus an ungodly life. And I guess the contrast for me of destiny, we define destiny in eternal term, that would be heaven or hell, biblically. And yeah, what we do does decide where we're going to go because we either are trusting in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, or we're trusting in our good works to save us. Uh, You mentioned in the beginning that you didn't know the difference between Catholic and Christian. So I'll, I'll tell you the difference between Christianity and every other religion. Christianity is Christ's finished work on the cross. I've sinned. I've broken all of God's commandments. I can't do anything to get into heaven. Yet God in Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for my sins. And I trust in him I don't trust in anything else because if I stand before God on judgment day, I will be guilty. I will be guilty. But because Christ lived a perfect life and stood in my place, I can trust him and I could get into heaven. Catholicism and other religions, you have to you have to do the rosary, you have to do all these different things, you have to do good works. Jehovah's Witness, you have to get people to convert, right? To their religion. You have to do all these different things, but God says uh, you can't do anything. But because I love you, because I love you, I became man. Because I love you, I died in your place as Jesus Christ. And there, there's the destiny. Yeah. I think for me, I feel like God would be like, you have free will, do what you want. And when you do things like when I steal, when I stole, bad things came back at me. When I chose not to have faith, bad things happened. And I feel like that's kind of set up where it's there's an incentive to do good because good comes back. But I also don't want to do it just because of that. I want to do it because it feels good to help. It feels good to do good things. But I, I, don't, I don't think God's there being like, and I personally don't believe in um, God that will send me to hell if I did bad things. I feel like doing the bad things is hell. Like when I cheated on my girlfriend when I was a lot younger, I was in hell for two weeks. That guilt consumed me. But yeah, I've, and I, I believe it. I feel like planet Earth is like a very hellish experience and yeah my intention is how can like i pray i say god how can we all be free how can we all be sovereign how can we all be empowered how do we break free from this matrix how do we break free from spiritual warfare 
And I, I don't believe it stops here. I believe even when we die, guess what? There's a whole bunch of entities pretending to be Jesus, Buddha, whatever you believe in. And they might even sway you back into staying stuck here on planet Earth because they need us. They feed off of us. So I, I just pray for all the souls to go where is best for them to go when they transition out of here and that they have guides, angels guiding them back home. Yeah, that's a very out there thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I have a question. Do you you think you're a good person? Like, if you could say, do you think you've, you're good? I'm imperfect. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm imperfect. I'm a work in progress. I have a lot of cracks and flaws. When, when people tell me, Tarek, like, when you snapped, it hurt my feelings. Like, all right, I'm going to book in a healing session. I'm going to share this in a men's circle. Like I want to improve and be better, but I also don't want to put the pressure on myself to be perfect because I don't think I'll ever be perfect. But I feel like there are baby steps I can take. Like when my ex-wife walked out on me and she's like, I can't do this anymore. I was driving her crazy with arguments. I was like, all right. You know, first day I was like, God, universe, why did this happen to me? And second day I was like, how is this here to teach me? What can I learn from this? And then I had like a hundred lessons from me just asking that. And it led me to working on myself, healing work every week, commitment, but I still snap. I still upset people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. You are humble again. I mean, most people, when you ask that, are you a good person? They will say, yes. Yes, I'm a good person. I'm a great person. But truth is, like, no, you're like the rest of us. God's word actually says that there's none good but God. Like, he's the only good person, right? So I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've lied, you've stolen, you've cheated or blasphemed and all these different things, right? Everything. Yeah, God's standard is so much higher than ours, right? I know you mentioned that you don't believe that God would send you to hell. And of course, like in my thinking, like, of course, I'd be like, why? Why would he do that? Yeah, it's because God's standard of holiness is so much greater than ours. Like our standard of goodness is pretty low as humans. I mean, that's why when most people we talk to and it's like, are you a good person? Yes. That's because their standard of good is so low compared to God's, right? I love that God provides a way for us. And I hope you, in this conversation, I don't want you to ever think like I'm trying to convert you or anything because that's not my goal. I'm not trying to convert or anything, right? Like I love you and I care for you. I've loved talking with you so much. And so my responses and just talking about the Lord is just because I love you and I want you to experience the same thing, right? I totally get it, Ashley. I see your perspective and I feel it and I appreciate it. There are both good and evil supernatural beings. Definitely. Yep. I would agree. Yeah, we've touched on this in the beginning too. Like, God, angels, Satan, and demons, those are both good 
and evil. And we both have experienced the the evil spirits is really frightening. And I've having that experience with like demons or evil spirits has been really crazy to me. I'm sure you can say the same. And I, so I've experienced the presence of both. I could definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like I remember feeling dark entities uh, or heavier entities. Like even with that, I try not to judge it because what if I incarnated into this reality as that, you know, what if God's like, I'm going to send you to earth as an entity and as an entity, I feed off emotions and fears. So would I be a bad person? Because, and plus I feel when I study that stuff, humans are messing around with, with the realms and they're opening up things to come into this realm. So I feel like these spirits are so far from their home and they're starving and they're terrified. And as an empath, I'm very sensitive. I thought I was afraid of these beings when I had nightmares, but I realized I was feeling their fear. They're terrified. So yeah, sometimes I pray for them. And even in my prayers, it's not like go into the light. I'm like, go wherever is best for you, whether it's back to your home realm or into the light. And I was taught sometimes like they need rehabilitation, but again, honoring their free will. But then I think of like beings, like I I don't think we're at the top of the food chain. And there are beings that look at us just like we would look at animals if if you're not vegetarian. And there's no judgment when we hunt and eat animals. And if a high, another dimensional being came and like did things to us, you know, anyways, these are just questions they're not answers. Our thoughts and energy can create our own reality. Yeah. I believe God works with those who help themselves. God helps those who help themselves and how we can help ourselves is through positive thinking, setting intentions, prayer, putting out good vibes, right? Like in new age, they call it gratitude journaling in Christianity. I believe they call it counting your blessings, even praying over our food, blessing our food. I mean, scientifically, they're showing that words affect the water molecules. So I believe that. Yeah, I would believe that our thoughts can create our reality. Like God's word commands that we think on what is true and wholesome and pure and not to be anxious, right? So if I am doing those things, I'm going to have a really peaceful life. And so my reality is being peaceful. But if I do the opposite, and I'm being anxious, and I'm going to have an anxiety, depressed, filled life because of my mental thoughts. So it's creating this depressing reality. But that doesn't mean that I'm creating a reality that's true for everyone else. So that tells me that there has to be one true reality. Like example, any drugs or any mind-altering experiences or even lies can make you perceive a reality that isn't true. Biblically, reality is whatever conforms to God's mind. So there's one true reality that my thoughts or my being doesn't have an effect on because God is sovereign He's the only one who's sovereign, meaning he's in control of absolutely everything. Only God. He controls it all. It's all by the work of his hands. 
and he creates it. He speaks words. You know, Jesus is the word that became flesh and he created our reality. Everything was made through him. So yeah, there's that contrast. Yeah, sometimes I go, like we're all praying to God for a better reality. And sometimes I feel like the way it's set up is God's also like, I'm praying for you guys to get it right. I'm not going to, like a parent wanting their kids to learn how to walk and they just keep falling and falling and they're just holding space and hoping they'll figure it out. It is important to have a spiritual mentor in your life. Yes, yeah, I would agree. A spiritual mentor is important because God's word says it's important to have godly counsel and guidance around us. And that's because like our minds are so weak and feeble and we're deceived easily and can be deceived easily. So having people who are older and godlier who can speak into our lives and lead us in the right directions is what God wants. It's all about having like a humble, meek heart is having the counsel of older like godly people who have much more wisdom than we do. So that's why it's important. And But also if your mentor is not in Christ, I don't think that having a spiritual mentor is good or I agree with that because if you have a spiritual mentor that's not in Christ or hasn't been saved and they're going to lead you into deception they're going to lead you into so many other paths so in biblically yes I would say you you need a spiritual mentor but apart from Christ no because they're going to lead you deeper and deeper into deception. And so that's when it's important for you to seek God with all your heart, with all your mind. Yeah, I think it's important to have spiritual mentors and mentors in all areas that you want to improve. I personally grew up with a lot of, okay, this person at the Hare Krishna temple ended up brainwashing my friend. Bad things happened to this kid that went to church, bad things happened to this woman that was naive in some Sufi tradition. Like there's good and bad in all of that. So, but it makes me kind of pull back a little bit. So for me, it's like, there's so much information out there and I'll listen to people of all walks of life and I'll take, okay, this resonates with me. There's something that this person just said that really felt rang true for me and use it. But it would be great to have someone that is like on their path spiritually full-time 24-7. And even them, there might be something they'll say to me that I'll be like, okay, that's your your thing, but I'll take what's good from... But yeah, I think everyone needs, uh, I mean, directly a connection with God. And then secondly, yeah, someone that is trustworthy and can hold good space and kind of uh, is an instrument or like is is out of their own way and allowing the wisdom to come through. And what do you mean by hold space? I think I, I understand what you mean, but I mean, also for everyone watching, I don't think a lot of people will. Like, let's say you're going through a lot, Ashley, and usually if you're going through something, the ego could try to get in the way. But if they're just holding space, it's like, 
Ashley, whatever you're going through, say whatever you want to say. And I'm just creating a, a container energetically for you to just be in all aspects of yourself. You could be going through the darkest aspect of yourself. And I'm just hearing you out, listening and being present with you. So I feel like those qualities really help me feel trusting and help me open up. Okay, so just really being there for someone too. and Yeah, fully being present. Yeah. There are obstacles that prevent humans from living life to the fullest. Yeah, I feel everything set up against us. I feel like everything is there as a test, as a derailment. My experience has been, you know, parents did their best, but they really dumped a lot of stuff that I had to work through. School did their best, but their intention really wasn't for me to be who I'm here to be and do what I'm here to do. They're like, this is how we're setting you up to work in the system. College did their best, but again, like pigeonholing me into the system. And it was my philosophy teacher who, for the first time in my life, I'm like, here's someone who's teaching me how to think, not telling me what to think, which really opened up my mind to finding my passion and purpose. But I feel like everything's set up. There's satanic frequencies encoded into the music that's popular in every movie, Hollywood, Netflix, like everything's set up to derail us. And it's important that we get discerning, get it straight from the source and keep our eye on the prize and take inspired action daily. Yeah, of course, I would agree with that, too. Uh, there's so many obstacles. I mean, in a worldly sense, there's obstacles that will prevent you from getting the career you want or the person you want to be with. And like you said, there's so many different obstacles that pop up or just tests and trials that we have to go through in order to get to what we want, right? Which is what it all comes down to really what you define as living life to the fullest. Because maybe from your point, I don't know what you would define really living life to the fullest. Maybe just you're manifesting like your greatest life now. Or being your best self, let's say you're destined to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, but truly living life to the fullest in like an eternal perspective is, yeah, living all for the glory of God. And then the obstacle that prevents that is sin. Uh, sin keeps us separated from God. And that's what prevents us from being in a right relationship with God. Yeah, before we are in Christ, God says we're enemies with God. And that's hard. That's That was hard for me to swallow. It was like, why would I be an enemy of God? But it's because I've literally broken all of God's commandments. And yet here he is being so willing to forgive and so gracious. Awesome, guys. You both have done a great job modeling authentic and loving conversation. You have given us a lot to think about. Now, please let us know what final thoughts do you want to leave behind with your conversationalist and with the listeners? Yeah, great question. So I'll just speak in trust. I would love to leave this with 
the listeners. Yeah, I feel like we our strongest ace up our sleeve is faith, connection. I personally, I don't know what it is, but if you call it Jesus, if you call it whatever your faith is in, is your greatest uh, protection, a source of truth, empowerment, the things that we're seeking on a deep spiritual level. And I feel like starting the day every day with prayer, setting an intention, allows things to be integrated into your day. So whatever your spiritual practice is, uh, or religious practice, I feel like we're not doing it. I remember once asking my friend, why, why do we need to pray? And like, it's not for God, it's for us. It's for us to be closer to God, not because God gets something out of it, right? So whatever practices get you closer to God, those practices are really important. I do my best to do them every morning. And it's, uh, if anything, if we can have our whole day to day be some form of prayer, some form of service, like every word, every thought, every action, we're going to deviate and we're going to fall and we're going to have these things come up for us. But then what do we do when that happens? Can we bring ourselves back into prayer connection yeah so my vision and prayer is that we all find out who we're here to be and do what we're feeling guided to do i feel we all have gifts and if we share those gifts to the fullest every one of us could be a solution to one of the problems on our planet so if you find that one thing you're like i'm dedicating my life to helping end abuse for example, that instead of taking it all on, there's so much, but trusting that we're not alone and everyone's playing their part. And as doom and gloom as it seems, this is the greatest opportunity for us to co-create heaven on earth or to align ourselves with the divine plan. So I constantly am asking for guidance, for support, for myself, for everyone on this planet. And those prayers go out and they make a difference. And you can't do that enough, I feel. So that's what I would leave you guys with. Tarek, I've loved talking with you. You're, I've, no, I've said it so many times, but you're so humble, which has been such a joy to speak with someone who is humble. Someone who's humble, it's like, ah, like a breath of fresh air instead of just like this constant pushback with everything that I'm saying. And I, care for you as a soul as a being and so I guess the last thing I want to leave you with is a gospel warning but also a gospel promise and you know I I just want to say it again I I don't say these things because I'm trying to be a good person and share my faith with you or because I'm trying to convert you or something but because I truly believe this and my life has been radically changed, and I see the evidence of Christianity, I share it. Because how cruel would I be if I truly believed that there is a hell, and I wouldn't warn people about it? Wouldn't that be unloving of someone, right? And so, like the gospel warning, you've heard me say it before, but it's that 
we both have sinned, right? You've sinned, you've broken all of God's commandments, which you've admitted to. I'm not judging you. You've lied, you've stolen, you've done all these things as, as have I. And yet God is so holy and he's good. And that's the scariest thing because we're not. And our sin is deserving of hell. And when we think that God won't send us to hell for it, it's because we're making up, like what we said in the beginning, an idol that suits our desires, like which I did before I was a Christian. I had this God that suited my desires, and it was just an idol. But God does send those to hell because our sins are so great, greater than we can even perceive, greater than we can comprehend. And yet, God being so merciful, he gives us a chance every day to repent and trust alone in Jesus Christ. And just to reiterate, like Jesus lived the perfect life for you. So you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to try to do all these different things. But Jesus lived the life that you couldn't live and died on the cross for you. Like he actually, God became a being in Jesus and died on the cross for you, took your place. So Tarek, all you have to do is just turn or confess, like cry out to God and confess your sins and trust in Christ as your savior. And the moment you do that, you will be saved. You don't have to worry about where you're going or anything. And, and it's a scary thing because before I became a Christian, right, I was a yoga teacher and so many different things. I was like, Am I, I'm going to lose everything. And the truth is, Tark, like when you come to Christ, you're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose a lot. And you'll have to give up so much, yet Christ is so much greater. And yeah, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's what the Bible clearly says. And because I love you, Tarek, I just want you to come to Christ so bad. I pray that you would think about all we said. And I pray you would repent and trust in Christ alone. And ah. Thanks, Ashley. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this conversation. And if this podcast has been inspiring you and you want to see more conversations like this, please consider donating. You can go to our website, anchornorth.org, and click the donate button, and you can make your donation there. Any amount helps. And also, this podcast is just one part of this whole honest discourse format that we want to use to reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we actually have a whole other format on YouTube. You can search it right now. I would encourage you to do that, where we actually host similar types of conversations, but in person over video. And these conversations get millions and millions and millions of views, but they are crazy expensive to make. And if you you want us to produce more of those and have the potential to reach millions and millions more people with the gospel, donate towards that project and your donation will be used towards that to reach more people with the gospel. So just donate if you're passionate about this because we have a lot of amazing things planned. And remember, truth is out there. You'll want to join us for the next episode to keep exploring.